Hi, this is Ann Reckling. I'm a member of Mito Action, and I'm here today interviewing Annalise, who is 23 years old and has lived through being a teenager with Mito and is now a young adult with Mito. And I'm just here talking with her about what it's like. Um, hi, Annalise. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for um, taking the time today. Now, what? how old were you when you were diagnosed? Um, I was about 13. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember what, what what symptoms you had or what it was like? Um. Well, specifically, I, since I was a little kid, I had attention deficit hyperactivity, and I went from being up all day, like active all day, to like the exact opposite opposite sleeping all day, couldn't really do anything, and that's sort of, like, what what kind of clicked that something wasn't right, and that was, like, one of the first from, the first thing I, I can remember that something was wrong. Okay. Do you know how, how old you were? I think I was around 11 or 12. 11 or 12, and then it's, yeah. as it usually does, it takes a couple years to longer yeah. to get a diagnosis. Yeah. Um, and now, how does Mito affect you now? Um, it, well, it depends on the day. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm sorry, I got a call coming in. Let's just wait just one second while it beeps. I don't know how to disengage that. It's going to beep one more time. Okay. Okay, now it's that. Um, that was a call waiting or incoming call. Um, so you were, you were letting me know what it's like now. You said it depends on the day. Yeah, it's just on a day. Sometimes I, I'm, it affects me by making, I can be real tired or makes my, my muscles hurt or, or makes, or just, it really depends on what's going on. Um, it affects a lot of things. Okay. So muscle yeah. hurt, pain, fatigue. Um, GI tract, uh, it can affect that. Uh -huh. um, trouble digesting food or... Yeah. And do you have any, I know my seven-year-old has a tube, G-tube, actually he's fed by J-tube now, but... Oh. Have, I, I, I don't have one. You don't have yeah. one? Okay. Have you ever? No. No. I used to have, I, I used to have problems like uh, keeping things down, but I've never needed one of those. Okay. I'm, I'm a friend of the G2. Oh, you do? In a, yeah, in Wisconsin, not in Wisconsin, sorry, in Canada. Yeah. Does she have Mito? Yes. We, we think she does. I don't know if she's ever been. Okay. Yeah, she's never been, like, formally diagnosed. Diagnosed. Oh, she just, my mom just said she was. She's complex one. Oh, I might be wanting to talk with her as well. Yeah. Get that information when we're done. Yeah. So it sounds like fatigue, stomach, pain um, are the main symptoms for you. Yeah. And it depends yeah, on the day. Yeah, it's tough on the day. They sort of switch off. I get a lot of migraines. I don't know. Do you have a sense of when it's coming? Do you know, like, it, no. No. It's just not early. No. No. I can't really predict them. Yeah, they're kind of just, well, I've had migraines since I was like 11, so about over 10 years. 
Yeah, you've been dealing with them for a long time. Oh. Yeah. What was it like to get a diagnosis of Mito? Um, I don't really, I don't really remember ever feeling, ever, like, not, I never really knew what was sort of going, going to happen, so I wasn't sure how to take any of it. I just, when, um, when I got to Cleveland the first time, I, it felt more or less like the doctor knew what the heck he was talking about, so I felt better talking to him than uh, the other doctors, because they didn't seem like they had the time or wanted to, or knew what what was going on with me, so. That must have been very frustrating to have doctors that felt like it didn't, didn't know yeah. what was going on or have to t- take the time. But once yeah. you got to Cleveland, you found somebody. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Clinic who knew and understood. Yeah. And then what what do you remember from being a teenager? What it was like? How did it affect, how did it affect you then? Um. Well, it made I don't know. It made it harder for me to do the same things that my friends did. Mm-hmm. Um. It made my friends more protective of me. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They they didn't really want me doing the same things they did. They thought I would. I'd get hurt or I'd get sick or something would happen, and which was nice, but it was like, I'm not a porcelain dog, I'm not going to break. They kind of overprotected you. Yeah. Did they then, like, in a way of trying to protect you, then did they exclude you from things, or did they still ask you? Um, well, not exclude, but it, it's more kind of, they went into, like, hyperprotective mode. But it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing. I never really felt excluded. Um, but um, it it made it harder to relate because I couldn't really tell people like like oh my like like my sister said tell tell my friends like I went to the doctor's and guess what happened haha <laughs> and yeah the only people I can really do that is like with the girl from Canada she'll be like. I was so sick yesterday. I threw up all afternoon, and and she doesn't have to worry about me freaking out um, because been there. Um, yeah. Right. So it sounds like they were really overprotective, and in that way, made you feel maybe a little different, and yeah. they just treated you like you were yourself. Yeah. Well, I have had people who did that too. It's just it depended on who you were talking to whether or not they've ever been really sick in their life or who freaked out easily. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense in terms of understanding. Have yeah. you found ways, well, I guess, first of all, what what kind of things were you and are you interested in? Um, you like oh, I'm interested in a lot. I, I like to read. Good. Um, I like writing. Uh-huh. Um... I like watching cartoons. My friend um, got me watching Japanese cartoons called anime, and I watch that now. And it's fun. I watch that with that that one of my friends because she's the only other person I know who likes them. And um, but it's reading, and I like to write, and I like going for walks, and and yeah, that's great. 
Did you do regular school, or did, were you homeschooled, or how did that? Um, I did regular school until mid-junior year of high school. Wow. You made it a long way. Yeah. yeah. What got you out? What made you leave? Uh, what, what, what'd you say? I'm sorry. What made you go into homeschooling? Oh, uh, the public district didn't believe that I was sick. The same thing that your sister struggled with. Mm-hmm. They, uh, we, we don't really look sick. I mean, it, I, I sort of agree with the, we look healthy, and it's kind of like a double-edged sword. We're, because we look healthy and we're able-bodied and we can walk and, and do these things, it's, yeah. it's a blessing because we can do other things. It's also not because people are less apt to believe that when we're in bed because we can't move because we went for a walk with our friends the other day um, that we really can't move. They just think we're being lazy or because mm-hmm. yeah. they can't yeah. do it. Yeah. They think we're milking it or something. Right. Yeah. What is, you have a service dog too, right? Mm-hmm. What does your yeah. service dog do? Um, he responds to the alarm uh-huh. and... Uh, seizures. Okay. And, well, he didn't actually, he wasn't made, he wasn't, uh, trained to, uh, respond to seizures. He just started being it after I got him. Wow, okay. Yeah. He just did it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So those are the things. And I imagine then that if you look healthy and you're walking with the service dog, people don't always assume that it's yours. Yeah, or wonder why you need one. Yeah, they do. It stopped a lot. Um, they, the people really are interested in their, their dogs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What have you What have you learned to do so that you can do the things that you like to do with the reading and the writing and the walking and um, friends watching the cartoons? What? Yeah. Well, it's sort of a planning thing. I try. I do try to take a nap before I go someplace. Well, it sort of happens anyway. I just said I'm like a scheduled narcoleptic. Um, I just like every day around 4 o'clock I just start to fall asleep. Um, <laughs> um, but um, I hope sometimes I do try to sleep before it happens. But um, like last weekend I couldn't because uh, my friend's birthday party, she was having something, like, early in the day, so I woke up early okay. and had to go, so all, so I was up all day, and then when I came home, I was tired, and I'm still tired from it. You're still tired from it? And yeah, I'm still tired. Sunday. Sunday. So it sounds yeah. like it affects you afterwards for a while? Yeah, it's... But one thing I will say to people who got kids or teenagers with Mario is let them do it. If even if they're going, unless they're going to crash hardcore, let them do it because they're going to resent you if you don't let them have fun. Okay. Yeah. And did you also learn your own limits? That's what I was wondering. If yeah. Was a way of learning sort of your own limits and of what you needed to do. Yeah, when, like, even when I was out, like, I would get tired, so I would sit down while they were 
while they were doing stuff, I'd still be listening to everything that I was sitting and mm-hmm. yeah. That makes no, that makes sense. That makes sense. What what um I guess what kinda of gets you through dealing with the daily struggles? What inspires uh, you, what keeps you going, what gives you hope on those cruddy days? Um, I don't know. Um just sort of I try not to focus on, oh, poor me, because that's not helpful for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just sort of think about what's happening now, and and uh, if what's I do have one of those days, I I don't know, I'll talk to one of my friends or I'll talk to Kristen about it, and um, or I'll just deal with it as it happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's nice that you have a sister that can yeah. relate. I mean, it's, it's a double-edged yeah. sword, too, because you wouldn't wish it, I'm sure, on your sister, but it's also yeah. nice somebody in your family. Have you met anybody else? Any other teens or any other, well, not a teenager anymore, um, young adults with it? Um, not, well, besides um, the one girl in Canada, I mean, I know some other people who, who I see who we think have them, but, like, I'm not, I don't really know them, know them. I just know them through my mom. Okay. So, so not really. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But, um, one of my friends has chronic fatigue, so she sort of understands. Okay. Yeah, she's the one who likes the cartoon. Okay. Yeah. So maybe somebody else with, um, a disease yeah. that makes them tired of fatigue, you know, so. Yeah. She gets the tired thing. She gets the tired piece. Yeah. um, After her, it was her sister's party that I was at on Sunday. And, like, afterwards, we just sat on her bed for, like, the whole afternoon because we were too tired to really do anything anything else. Well, it's it's good that you recognize, and and that's another thing that I think is hard. Just you have to kind of grow up in some ways, I think, sooner. At least that's what I'm hearing from other teenagers is that you have to learn to plan. Mm-hmm. You know, like being a teenager sometimes is really like a chance to be spontaneous and just kind of do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found from talking to other people that are dealing with it is that what they do is they have to plan. So if I if they really want to do something tomorrow, then today they better do this mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Do you have to change the way you eat or drink more fluids or anything um, like that? Yeah, I have to drink a lot of fluids. And I've had the very similar diet since I was 13. So for 10 years, I've had like the same, like the same food that we had to change. Um, so it hasn't. It's not actually like a specific diet. It's just what I've been eating since I saw Dr. Cohen. But okay, yeah, I don't even know. Like I think it's like a low calorie, low fat diet. High carb. Okay. Yeah. High carbon. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, and each person, I think, with Mito, what I hear, too, is that each is a little bit different and has to do things a little bit different. Um, yeah. I know what you were saying, if there was one thing you could tell, kind of the moms dealing with teenagers with Mito, um, you know, to go ahead and let, them, let the kids do it and, you know, find their own limit unless they're going to crash hardcore. What kind of things, what would you tell... I guess if you met somebody, let's say they're 14 and they're just newly diagnosed, what would you say to them? Or what, is there anything that you'd want them to know that you wish you had? Um, 
probably um, find a good support system and like that one that two things are going to happen. It's a sign that life goes on and you'll find who your friends are um, because I had a lot of people like leave me, like not be friends with me afterwards, but I have also had a lot of people who stay with me, so it's a positive and a negative. Um, but also, life will go on after this, and not to be, not to be upset about it. Cause sometimes it can get really, really. I, 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 when I really sort of sat down and thought about what was going to happen, I got really angry. Mm-hmm. I got really angry when I was, you know, but um. I don't know, it just sort of, it got better afterwards because this uh, time healed problems, sort of. Yeah. It sounds like you've adapted well. Yeah. And that you've enjoyed, you are yeah. enjoying your life. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you would add? I'm trying to think if I have any more questions, but I think um, I'm No, I think um, okay. I'm set, yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, the thank you. It's really important as I think that you... You all who are younger dealing with this have a lot to both offer the the teenagers who are living with it, and I also think that you also have, for even for the younger kids um, and their parents, to know um, that they're, in a sense, is life with Mido, life after Mido, but life with Mido, uh, that, that it all, as you said, isn't the end of the world. Um, yeah. They have bad days, but that things do go on, and you do get to do um, some of the things that you really love to do. Yeah. Well, thank you. And is it okay if this is up on a web page, the recording, that people can click on and listen? Do I have yeah. permission to put it on? Okay. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for taking the time, and um, I'm going to just sign off now. Okay. I think it is. Oops. Hello? Hello?